Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to The Pull List, your one-stop shop for finding out what the heck is coming out this week in Marvel Comics. What the heck? What the heck? I'm VP and Creative Executive Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... I'm Tucker Marcus, Marvel.com Assistant Editor. I like that there was a little hesitation in you trying to remember your name. Good. <laughs> um, my name is Assistant Editor, and my job is Tucker Marcus. Oh, that's a tough <laughs> job, dude. I would not... Wish that on no anyone. One wants it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a long it's like combo longshoreman and plumber. But this is the polis. We're gonna talk about all the fun stuff that is gonna hit comic shops or your digital apps, get you hyped before you go buying all your books. And from what we've heard from some of our listeners, we already got some new pulls in your nice. list. So we're doing our jobs real well. We get excited about the books. We want you to be excited about the books as well. We're gonna dive in right now with the first one up is all new Wolverine number 29, written by Tom Taylor, art by Juan Cabal, and colors by Nolan Woodard. I think every issue since Juan has jumped on All New Wolverine, I've been like, wow, this art is fantastic. And guess what? The art remains fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's this level of just incredible detail with excitement energy movement it's it's kinetic it's fun it's vibrant there's emotion to it and he hits all the pieces that i love about the story i was reading this issue over the weekend and my wife looked at it she's like "Ooh, is that all new wolverine it's like yeah she's like i love that book because it's so violent and there's so many heavy things <laughs> but it also remains so funny yeah. and that is perfectly in encapsulating some of the things i love about the the series because you've got Right now, you've got Laura, who is Wolverine. You've got Gabby, her sister slash clone, who is Honey Badger. You've got Dokken, who is her brother slash Wolverine's son. Uh, <laughs> and they are being hunted by the Orphans of X, who this basically people who have had their lives destroyed by Wolverine and Wolverine's brood, his family, mm -hmm. people who are connected to him. Uh, at the end of the last issue, we saw Old Man Logan is dead? Question mark? Shot in the head with a Miramasa bullet, which means he's probably dead because the Miramasa bullets are created from the Miramasa blade, which was intended to be the only thing that could definitively kill a Wolverine. Mm -hmm. So it's this crazy story. They've actually gotten to see Miramasa, our heroes, Wolverine, Honey Badger, Dokken, and build a defense against the Miramasa bullets. So they've got a Miramasa armor in here. So there's this cool-ass moment where you get to see this thing that Juan Cabal designs, the way to stop death coming for the people who can never die. It's so cool. And the way that it works is it's powered by their souls, which, cool, you know, I want a soul-powered piece of armor. Oh, man, it's, it's so neat. There's also in this issue, and I don't want to spoil too much, because you guys need to read it. There's a way to elevate characters in comics. There's a couple ways that you do it. You give them cool moments. You have them interact with others. Here, Tom Taylor and the crew elevate Muramasa, who is this amazing weapons maker and mystical immortal, mm -hmm. essentially. They elevate him in a subtle, cool way by using a character who has been built up over the last couple of years as this terrifying, nightmarish force of evil who looks at Miramasa and says, sir, I have wronged you. How do I fix this? So you have this person who terrifies literally everyone who faces him bow down to Miramasa. It's just this cool moment. You'll see it when you read it. It's lovely. I freaking love this comic. Oh, yeah. Next up is America number 11. It's written by Gabby Rivera with art by Stacey Lee and Flaviano. America is such an awesome combination of this kind of 
really great Sotomayor University ground level friends and people, real people in 2017. Oh my God, it's not 2017 anymore. <laughs> real people in 2018. Spending and, too much time on the docks, Tucker. <laughs> I know, you know, you lose all sense of time out there. And this kind of crazy, awesome, cosmic universe that has been opened up so brilliantly by Gabby Rivera. In this issue, we get more of that same combo. We're coming off of the exterminatrix arc. America has been tested in a huge way. She's been brought even closer with her friends and the larger community at Sotomayor. She has kind of come out of that test even stronger, even more powerful, knowing herself even better. And we get more of, of I forget what issue it might have been. It might have been issue seven of America where it was this giant, like, odyssey of the cosmos where she learned about her past. She learned about her grandmother Madramar in so many new and different ways. This was another taste of that kind of thing where we get to know America's kind of cosmic history, where she comes from, her kind of origins in the stars in a lot of ways. Uh, it's so cool. Gabby Rivera does such an awesome job of Keeping, like I said, that like that real and really important voice for America as just as just a young woman living, you know, in New York with this kind of really expansive, mystical, cool, cosmic overtones. And it's just the best. It's so much fun to read. I'm so excited to see where these next couple issues go because again, I, I don't I can't think of too many books that have such a unique combination of 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 those two elements. Love it. Indeed. Avengers number six seventy six is up next. This is the second part of Avengers No Surrender, the gosh, sixteen week epic that's oh, happening yeah. across the Avengers title. It is written by Mark Wade, Al Ewing, and Jim Zub with art by Pepe Larraz and David Curiel. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to have an interview with Jim Zub, one of the co-writers of this, who is fantastic. And we deep dive into a lot of stuff that happens in this issue, including the character find of 2018, Mentico. <laughs> Mentico is part of the Lethal Legion, and we get to see uh, this new Lethal Legion in here, which pulls in new characters, as well as like a character I was not at all expecting to be part of this team, which is really neat. I'm dancing around it because, again, I like you guys to find out about these things. And this issue, we also get a lot of information about Voyager. We get a lot of detail into who Valerie Vector is, slash was, slash is again. It's so cool how they're doing this. Right? It's awesome. You see Voyager being inserted into covers and the history and characters now being like, oh my God, you're back. There's a weight and a, and a presence to her that is Really neat. We see one of her arch enemies in here and how she may have been desynced from right. the reality that we know. There's one panel in here mm -hmm. that blew me away as I turned the page, as it kind of got into this Voyager getting removed from the history of the Avengers. And we saw the visualization of that. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah I, I know exactly what you're talking about. With that. I have the book next to me, but I don't have that open. And I know exactly what you're talking about. There's also really cool reference points in here where you can look at 
classic comics, which I, I did as I was reading. I was like, ooh, I remember this scene and this scene and this scene. I don't remember this one scene. And I went into Marvel Unlimited. She plugged marvel.com slash comic slash unlimited. Go subscribe. <laughs> you can find out all this stuff. But you can look in and see what they pulled from the original source material and what they have twisted around and changed that fits the story. It's so neat. On top of that, you've got a big old villain brouhaha happening. And in, in addition to the Lethal Legion, you've got the return of the Black Order here. And I know some of you out there who are diehards about the Black Order say, oh, that character disappeared in this book or died in that book. Don't worry. I trust in these creators. They know what they're doing. They're putting this cool story together. It's it's really exciting. Again, Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous art from Pepe and David in here. Big stuff. The earth has been stolen. I don't know what you're doing if you're not reading this book because it's fantastic. We've got Champions number 16, written by Mark Wade, art by Umberto Ramos, inks by Victor Olazaba, and colors by Edgar Delgado. And this is following up on uh, some of the events that's been going on. We've got Viv, who's dealing with life and a lot of focus on Viv in this issue it's uh, not even you know what just not even Viv it's it's Viv and Vision because they're going through some major things there are now two Vivs Mm -hmm. get ready for that (laughs) twins and twins Uh, we've got this going on Uh, there's a whole cool sister dynamic between them but it's building and there's a lot of drama as well this actually turns into a bit of a membership drive in this issue Mm -hmm. which is great because we get to see the champions expand and and think about who else could make the team who else would would fit so you get to see Red Locust who is a character created in champions which I love Falcon uh, the younger Falcon who is not Sam Wilson who Probably needs a different code name because <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know. Like, Sam's back. Yeah, you don't want to call him Falcon B. Or I mean, he... he he's a young person, so he's probably a millennial. How about Millennial Falcon? Just shut the podcast down now. That's Tucker it. wins it this round, <laughs> uh, as well as Patriots. Really, go- really good stuff here. And then there's awesome stuff with Hulk and Ironheart. I'm so into it. I, what I love, you know, always is what Mark Wade and Umberto and team do with younger heroes. I just going back to their days on Impulse and and the the character they just get young characters in a really great way. They make them work. They make them fun. They make it feel natural and real. I just it's it's terrific. Next up, Deadpool versus Old Man Logan number four, written by Declan Shalvey, art by Mike Henderson, colors by Lee Lowridge. This is. It's almost like a hard-boiled version of these two characters. It's it's strange. It's it's the team up and the dynamic that you would expect, but in a really interesting way. You can really feel Declan's sensibilities coming through, and I feel like the art kind of reflects that in a lot of ways because it it, it there's a lot of interesting kind of hues and shades to this. It, it all exists in a very interesting and different color palette. This is Deadpool and the geriatric Logan going to save a new young mutant named Maddie who has these really cool teleportation powers which lead to some really awesome moments and they're trying to save her from this mysterious, nefarious organization called Genform, which want to use Maddie for weapons researching and and, and things like that. So they're trying to save her. And it's kind of this, it's like a human heist in in this issue Mm, uh, where they're trying to escape with Maddie, but also there's some really interesting twists and turns in there that 
I didn't see coming and that kind of changed the game in a lot of ways with this issue. I won't say much more than that, but the way that changes and the way that this issue ends leading into issue number five, it's really, really interesting where Declan has taken this series and the voice that has emerged as it's gone through. Declan Shalvey, obviously uh, a longtime artist. He's doing a great job writing this series. Uh, Yeah, like I said, more of the same with issue number four. It's great. The only thing that frustrates me about how great Declan is as a writer is that the more he writes, the less opportunities potentially we see for him to draw. And he's one of my favorite artists, one of my favorite people that I've, you know, known through Marvel. Such a sweetheart. But he's killing it here. So good. Have you ever wanted to see Deadpool with Wolverine's claws? This is your book. Oh, You're yeah. going to get that. It's called Wolverine, folks. Yes. There's also the there's a Berserker Rage sequence in this, which we don't get to see a lot of with Old Man Logan. He's been around a couple years now, and he doesn't often go to that place. Mm-hmm. But the way that it's done in this issue, the way that Declan and Mike and, and the team have put that together, it's almost like a, a horror movie, mm. uh, a monster comes up and it's this build this build this build this tension and just beautiful horrible fury mm-hmm. that is unleashed upon the pages it's I, I think there's like a i think there's in there like a great double page spread in there yeah. when it finally oh my gosh that's that spread yeah. awesome yeah please read this book and tell declan how fantastic he is because he's lovely and he's irish and i, I just enjoy him <laughs> yeah uh, all right next up is dr strange number 384 written by dastardly donny cates art by gabriel hernandez volta and colors by jordi belair my first note that i wrote down for this book was all caps this book continues to be really fantastic exclamation point <laughs> like that was just I don't know how, how else to it? say just this is so good there's a whole lot of stuff going on in here we get introduced to a dimension blood we see the scope of Strange's power now that he's tapped into Yggdrasil the, the world tree uh, he's, he's gone he's taken a little bit of magic Asgardian magic for himself he's pissed off some Asgardians in the process uh, chief among them now Loki there are bunnies in this issue lots and lots of bunnies uh, we really get to dig into the price of magic and how Strange has upped the ante for himself and for the price that needs to be paid which leads to some really cool moments and cool reveals and then a, there's a giant return in here which you know I was waiting for waiting for waiting for and it was delivered impeccably yeah this it's it's just so good. I, I'm just blown away with every new Donnie issue. I love you, Donnie. Give me a call. Uh, anyway, back to your regularly scheduled programming with Generation X, number 86. It's written by Christina Strain, art by Emil Carpina, colors by Felipe Sobrero. This issue, it, it was really emotional. It was kind of... It, if you're an X fan, if you love Generation X, I feel like this issue and Christina Strain, who has such a personal writing style, she she gets the characters so well. She knows their voices so well. And when she really starts pulling at the heartstrings, she really knows how to do it. And there are some incredibly powerful moments that 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 just happen and then it's just on with the action and it just keeps moving and you 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 don't even have time really to keep up and basically what's happening is Monet Saint Croix, quoi, 
Qua? I don't know. I have a friend who, like, when he comes over and we have the the, the fancy seltzer, the hipster seltzers. Yes. Uh, he's like, let me have a Lacroix. And then, you know, we know they're from, like, the Midwest. So it's Lacroix. It's right. definitely how the people who make them probably say, yeah, give me the Lacroix. Right. So I just... Anyway, continue talking. <laughs> yeah, it's comic books. You just see it written. You yeah. never hear it out loud. Anyway, heiress to the seltzer fortune, Monet St. <laughs> Croix, is this kind of vampire monster mutant. It's crazy. She's come after the Generation X crew. There's a lot of crazy things happening at their Central Park campus. It's kind of this cross-dimensional story. And there's a lot at stake for the likes of Jubilee and Bling and Kid Omega, who's kind of dealing with his own thing. The, the gang has kind of been in, in, in disparate parts and factions, and they've been going through a lot of, you know, infighting and, and, and difficulties. And this issue brings them up against a common enemy in a lot of crazy and difficult ways. And, you know, it really sets the path moving forward in a, in a really new, interesting light. It's just consistently impressive, so impressive how Christina manages to, to write these characters and make them feel so real. And that is absolutely the case with this issue. Yeah, I, I, this was nearly one of my picks for this week. It's got smooching. There's talking to rats, as one would do. The Phoenix Force is in here. You've got a sentient island. You've got great stuff with the old Gen X and the new Gen X, which, I, like you said, Christina and the team do a really great job of blending them all together. Really great moments for the team. Uh, and you were talking about Kid Omega, Quentin Quire. Mm-hmm. He bounces between lovable jerk bag and just straight up total jerk bag (laughs) in a really great way here. All right, we've got Mighty Thor number 703 up next. Tucker, this is going to be your pick for the week? Oh, yeah. I mean, holy moly. Jason Aaron, come on. Yeah, Jason, Russell Dodderman, the whole crew, Matt Wilson. Uh, We will dive real deep into this on This Week in Marvel later this week. But my first note that I wrote for this was asterisks, Sung like that Eminem song, and then Odin's back, back again, <laughs> Odin's back, tell a friend. Are those lyrics to an Eminem song, more or less? Right? I, I, I think that sounds yeah, right. Evil producer Brandon is nodding, so I am. I have made a correct reference here. It's great. Uh, this is also called The Fall of Asgard mm-hmm. in this issue, so it's really cool. You got Mangog. There's beautiful, beautiful art. It's just gorgeous top to bottom, especially Matt Wilson's colors. Well, mm. again, like I said, we'll talk more about it in the full This Week of Marvel episode, but this is also a spot where you can get a Where is Wolverine page if you are looking for more hints at where the old knucklehead is. Here's one of those books. Next up is Monsters Unleashed, number 10. It's written by Justin Jordan, art by Bakan, colors by Chris Sotomayor. If you love, like, kaiju and giant monsters fighting on, like, Pacific tropical ocean zone. Like a rim of Pacific action. Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. As with everything uh, Monsters Unleashed that we've come to expect, it's just giant. I really love the art. It's so playful and fun in such a unique way that I feel like it is different than than so many other books. It's got this kind of great mixture of Kid Kaiju's kind of hilarious, you know, parental problems and things like that, jumping in with these huge monster alien fights that go down like 
in the ocean and on this island. It's crazy. It's so fun. This is part of the storyline, the learning curve. And it's a great cover to this issue. It says, it came from the depths. And that kind of classic uh, monster story essence really comes out in a lot of super fun ways uh, in this series and in this issue. I believe this is Bacan's first work at Marvel. It's very cartoony, cool style. Uh, They do like web comics and neat stuff. So I was very delighted to see that exhibited here. There's this big squiddy Cthulhu-y monster. It, yeah, exactly. And, a, and a, a, a sassy cat, which uh, always love me a sassy cat. Sassy cat. Yeah. Uh, we've got Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man number 299 here. First up, there's a just drop-dead gorgeous, beautiful cover by Marcos Martin. Here it's written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Adam Kubert and Juan Frigeti, and colors by Jason Keith. This has got big robots. There's tons and tons of hero and villain cameos in here. Just You can tell Chip having a lot of fun playing with the toys in the toy box that he's allowed to with a Spider-Man book. It, you see him just really digging into some great things. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson breaking all kinds of laws and journalistic ethical rules, which I'm just like, JJ, Jay, come on, son. I've got my degree in journalism. I know what you should be doing here. I know what you should not be doing. Oi, oi, oi. There's also a big revelation that happens in this issue Mm -hmm. that I was afraid of. I was hoping it wouldn't happen, but it sure did happen. And we'll we'll see it. It's It's a hawking good time, as the kids say. Next up, Spirits of Vengeance number four. It's written by Victor Gishler, art by David Baldeon, colors by Andres Mosa. This is the penultimate issue called War at the Gates of Hell. And basically it's a it's a prelude to exactly that. It's a prelude to this giant battle that's coming between heaven and hell. The Spirits of Vengeance are kind of bouncing around between all these really seedy uh, locations. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They're trying to prevent this war from happening in the first place, but they're up against some really big powers and some ancient mystical stuff and uh, it's really fascinating the way that Victor Gishler has pulled in so many different elements of Marvel history and the Marvel universe as well as like religious stuff exactly yeah it touches on different religious things that I'm not a religious person but I love these kinds of stories and the mythology and playing with them and then you know, tying them into the Marvel Universe in cool ways. It's really neat, especially there's one of the characters who is like, yeah, I was there when this all went right. down. You know, I was like, ah, that's neat. It's, a, it's just a cool touch. Gishler does, I mean, he's a horror writer. That's mm-hmm. that's what he's, you know, his novels and then a lot of his career has been built on. He does such a great job with that. There's also, I got to talk about David Baldion's oh. art in here because, Again, with monsters and and facial expressions, the acting of his characters is done so well. There's a a sequence, middle of the book, towards the end or whatever, where Damon Hellstrom is having a conversation with someone and the other person in the conversation realizes what he's doing and calls him out on it. There's two panels of Hellstrom's reactions. The first one is him getting all like angry demon faced. And it reminds me of uh, in Fellowship of the Ring where Bilbo goes for the ring <laughs> yeah. one last time. Angry Bilbo. Yeah. And he's like, like that monster yeah. face. And then he rears back and he's like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then Damon in this one, he's 
gets back to cool, calm, collected, sexy son of Satan. And it's just such a great bit of artistic flair mm-hmm. that David exhibits here. And it, he does it so well throughout the series. Nothing looks like David Baldion's art. It's awesome. Yeah. All right, we've got Star Wars number 42, uh, written by Kieran Gillen, art by Salvador La Roca, colors by Guru Effects, and just love the hell out of this book. There's some really sweet Chewbacca and Han moments mm-hmm. in here. Yeah, it's there's so hugging, true. there's name calling. The, it, there's... Like I feel like he does such a good job of, of coming up with so such Star Warsy and perfect Han Solo diminutives for his buddy. Yeah, uh, and it's just so fun to read. Yes, uh, great three PO and R two uh, things in here. There's this really awesome monologue from Luke that does a, a, a swell job of connecting what Luke did in A New Hope to all the events of Rogue One, because, you know, that's part of what the story is, right? Is revisiting Jedha and and the Rogue One, you know, characters and stories and those pieces. And this this has some stuff that really solidifies it in in ways with the character that we love so much in Luke Skywalker and Kieran and the the crew, just fantastic. Amazing Spider-Man and Venom, Venom, Inc., Omega... This is part six of Venom, Inc. Uh, It's written by Dan Slott and Mike Costa, art by Ryan Stegman and Gerardo Sandoval, inks by Jay Lyston, colors by Brian Reber. This wraps up the Venom, Inc. storyline. And, oh, man, I I, I spoke a little earlier about some, like, crazy monster action. And if you love that, if you love Spider-Man, if you love Venom, this is exactly what you could ever wish for it is huge there's just muscles popping just like the artist ryan stegman (laughs) muscles popping in real life and on his pages (laughs) uh i mean look at the kind of alien weirdness and stickiness of the symbiote is all over this entire book as you would expect uh it's so cool spidey is up against it in some ways. He has some interesting uh, relations going on with with various characters in here. And as this has been billed, 2018, the year of Venom, there's so much Venom stuff coming up. Uh, As Venom Inc. concludes, then we're going into Poison X. And then after that, we're going into Venomized, which is another huge storyline that's on the way. There's just so much more to come, and this issue, as the Omega of this story arc, does such a great job of of kind of, like the symbiote itself, you know, kind of, you know, it sticks to this thing, but, you know, you never know where it's going to head next or what it's going to grab onto next. Uh, I had such a fun time with Venom Inc. I thought it was really awesome. Yeah, it, it is one of my I, – I picked two because – I do what I want, uh, like Loki. Uh, so I picked two this week, and one of them is the official title being Amazing Spider-Man and Venom, colon, Venom, Inc., Omega, uh, which is a long-ass <laughs> title. Part six. And, uh, yeah, I love it. It is fantastic end to this really fun arc. It's got a video game feel to it. I'm going to dig mm. into some of those things in This Week in Marvel later this week about why it's so dope. I've, all caps notes about this issue that I'm very excited to get into. And my other pick of the week is Weapon X number 13, written by Greg Pak, art by Yildare Sinar, and colors by Frank Darmada. And I posted on Twitter the last week uh, that I was looking into uh, the original appearance of Nuke 
because this issue has uh, not only the original nuke in it, but uh, a number of other characters, these uh, army people who are hopped up on the red pills that give nuke his uh, his fury. They are sort of following in his footsteps. They have his flag tattoos on their faces. It's it's a whole it's a nuke clear war, as mm. the title of the arc says. Uh, it's just really really good. There's there's moments in here though that. Remind you know continue to remind you that Greg Pak is such a damn fantastic writer, hitting the heartbreaking moments, the funny moments, the incredibly violent and action packed scenes, the the cool character bits. It's it's everything that Greg has been doing for for years. Um, it makes me very happy. Uh, again, going to dig into a lot more of it in this week in Marvel, but I, I think the the Weapon H story was really cool. But I, as this this book expands on its own and you know starts diving into these different territories like this uh, nuke story we're just we're getting some really fun stuff with it another x title is x-men gold and uh this is issue number 20 written by mark guggenheim pencils by lan medina inks by craig young and colors by chris sotomayor you have a better perspective on on, everything on pretty on everything but specifically i mean uh, look, I have some questions. I have some relationship questions that I would like to ask you Good. after the after the yeah. recording. But no, I've been married a long time. Uh, but but but, but uh, specific to to X Men, um, this to me feels like kind of classic cosmic X Men adventure. Would I be right in in kind of so assessing it that way? My last line in the notes that I wrote for this issue is: "This is the X Men book all X fans should be reading without question." Yeah, this is pure distilled X Men goodness that reminds me of the classic stories that got us all hooked whether it's the claremont stuff for all those years or the 90s stuff like there's elements that fit into those things the character dynamics the drama the love the heartache the struggle the perseverance the action the bigger you know characters the family all those things that make us love the x-men is is in this book you sum it up perfectly this is uh, this is uh, part of the Negative Zone War story arc, and they're on the, this strange new planet called Dartaius, uh, which is really insane. There's some crazy stuff going on with Kurt, and there's some really beautiful stuff happening with Kitty and Colossus, and the entire crew is wrapped up in all of that and wrapped up in trying to get off of this planet. It's crazy. It's strange in all the right ways and you couldn't have said it better it just feels like like the perfect x-men book yeah it's hitting all the right notes Uh, i love that mark guggenheim is using ink a character he helped create for uh young x-men years ago and and he's just using him in such fun ways and he feels right he feels versatile in this role and has so many cool standout moments. It's one of those things like you've got your standout, your your longtime X-Men, the Kitty and Colossus and Nightcrawler and such, but you also have Ink, who I think is really neat. If you guys want to see more of Ink, read the Young X-Men book from from a couple years ago. It's on Marvel Unlimited. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the character's grown a lot since those times. Mm. It's neat to see, especially the end of this issue has a big moment, which is going to give you the feels. Oh, yeah as they say, and going to be a big deal for us uh, in this year. So look forward to that. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. Good bunch of books this week, Tuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
But now we got to also do the new stuff on sale outside of the single issues. We've got collections on sale, which include Deadpool Classic Volume 21, DVX, Marvel Masterworks The Submariner Volume 8, Mighty Thor Volume 4, The War Thor Premier Edition Hardcover, which is dope. Punisher Max, The Complete Collection, Volume 7, Star Wars Legends, Epic Collection, Legacy, Volume 2, and X-Men Legion, Shadow King Rising. Digital comics on sale this week include Cloak and Dagger, number 18, Fear Itself, Fellowship of Fear, number 1, Fear Itself, Sins Past, number 1, Fantastic Four, 50 Fantastic Years, number 1, Fing Fang 4, Return, number 1, Inhumans 2099, number 1, Iron Man 2, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., number 1, Iron Man Manual, number 1, and why is that not called Iron Manual? Right? I thought about that so many times. Anyway, (laughs) Iron Man Hulk. Fury, number one. Iron Man, The End, number one. Marvel Mystery Comics, number 14, 15, and 16. Marvel Spotlight, number 27. Marvel Team Up, number 27, 59, 75, 91, 121, 132, 133. Marvel 2 and 1, 50, 60, and 80. Marvel Man Family's Finest, number one through six. Miss America Comics, 70th Anniversary Special, number one. Nova, Origin of Richard Ryder, number one. Pour one out for Ben Morse. Power Pack, number 40, 42, 43, and 44. Punisher Red, Xmas, number one. Punisher Silent Night, number one. Ah, the perfect time to have our two Punisher Christmas books. Uh, (laughs) Yes. The season is upon us, everyone. (laughs) <laughs> Submariner number 61 to 72, Ultimate Fantastic Four X-Men number 1 and Ultimate Fantastic Four number 1. I'll keep going with also on sale in the Marvel app this week is Submariner number 61 to 72, Iron Man the End number 1, Fear Itself Fellowship of Fear number 1, Miss America Comics 70th Anniversary Special number 1. Digital collections on sale this week include the books, uh, most of the books we talked about already for collections, as well as Atlas Era Journey into Mystery Masterworks Volume 2, Golden Age Marvel Comics Masterworks Volume 4, Incredible Hulk Pardoned, Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Masterworks Volume 2, and Thunderbolts The Great Escape. Finally, rounding it out, freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited. Oh my gosh, so many books. Black Panther and the Crew number 4, Captain Marvel number 43 and 44, Darth Vader number 3. Deadpool number 33, Defenders number 3, Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer's Supreme number 10, an absolute one of my favorites from the last year, Edge of Venomverse number 2, Generation X number 4, Hulk number 8, Iron Man Kiss and Kill number 1, Jean Grey number 4, Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number 20, Old Man Logan number 26, Rocket number 3, Secret Warriors number 4, Spider-Man 2 number 1, Star Wars Doctor Aphra number 9, The Amazing Spider-Man, number 30. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number 22. Uncanny Avengers, number 25. Venom, 152. Vision, Director's Cut, number 2. Weapon X, number 5. X-Men Blue, number 7. X-Men The Hidden Years, 1 through 22. That's a cool uh, addition to Marvel Unlimited. And Zombies Assemble, number 0. A lot of stuff in there. Reminder, Marvel Unlimited, subscribe. It's like $10 a month. You're getting 22,000 comics as well as... Well, that had to be like 40 or 50 books added just this week. Yeah. It's, how do we do it? How can we afford to give away so many free comics <laughs> when you're a subscriber? So I don't know. comics. Uh, but it's great. Dig into that. Hopefully you guys get some new picks for your pull list this week. Let us know. Use the hashtag This Week in Marvel right now. And uh, thanks, Tucker. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. I have some questions, uh, some boyfriend-girlfriend stuff. I, you know, it's just great. personal. All right. We'll, talk, we'll okay. talk now. Right, thanks. This is Marvel. Your relationship advice.